This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Patricia Blondheim. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Blondheim, and today we have good neighbor Clint Carmichael. Clint is the owner of the Good Dog Bar and Park here in Tuscaloosa. Clint, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Patricia? I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm excited to have you in the studio. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Tell us about your business. Yeah, so there's two businesses here. The Palms Pet Resort, which is a premium pet resort started by uh, my business partner, Jeff, 20 years ago in Birmingham. Um, And then the second business is Good Dog Bar and Park. That's what I started uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, And kind of the the quick backstory is I lived in Chicago at the time, was trying to take my dog places to board, to board him. And just every place I went in, I wanted to do a tour. I felt I didn't feel comfortable leaving him there. They just were not nice facilities. Um, And I realized there was a, when I looked across, I was in the finance world. And when I looked when I started doing my diligence on this industry, I realized it's on average is very uh, unexciting and and kind of doesn't provide what I would want as a, as a customer. And I, as much as people love their dogs, if it's a problem with me, I assume there's a lot of other people out there who want their dog to stay in a nicer place than the industry currently offers. And I partnered with a guy from Birmingham named Jeff Hardwick, who'd been running the Palms Pet Resort for 20 years. He definitely he does uh, a nicer job, than, a better job than average. He has premium uh, facilities. I wanted to get involved with that, not only from the uh, the customer seeing the need for it, but also from a business perspective. Uh, I, I was in the business world and have always had interest in jumping off and doing my own thing. And I found I thought this to be a really great opportunity to provide a kind of a service and need in the industry and also do something that I'm passionate about because I do, I do love dogs. And so I joined together with Jeff uh, to help drive growth for the Palms Pet Resort. I can talk about good dog, but that was a long winded uh, speech. You you may want to take a break. Well, I mean, can I unpack that a little bit? Sure. What, what exactly for people who, who live here and not in Chicago, What's the difference between a pet resort the way probably we know it as, you know, a normal pet resort and a premium pet resort? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the kind of the what the standard is typically is a a place where the, the what how the industry exists now that need to be improved upon is you walk into a lobby. It smells like dog urine. Uh, Just walk in immediately kind of go. Whoa, this isn't this doesn't smell clean. Um, you go in, there's cages everywhere in the back. They don't have a good drainage. It just smells in the back. Um, they they have maybe they have no outdoor yard um, to let your dog out to use the bathroom or for daycare. Or if there is a yard, it's just mud. There's no turf. So anytime that it rains, your dog's not actually going to be able to play or they'll be covered in mud when you pick them up. Um, and you just don't really, so the facility is very tangible. Um, that's not like service related. That's the facility just doesn't give you a clean feeling compared to a lobby that smells good, is is cleaned often, has kind of an open feel, somewhere where you're comfortable waiting and you go in and look. If you do, uh, the nice version is you've got 
large, spacious dog runs. Um, there's not crates everywhere. There's no crates. Um, and there's just a lot of space for a dog to move around when they're when they are in a dog run sleeping. Um, you can tell that it's clean. And then the outdoor space is got turf. It's covered. And there's just a lot more of it. Um, and, and you can just you can see pictures of the dogs and things like that. So the, the facility itself is really objective. And then the service is key too. Um, that's a little softer, but when you call there, are they friendly? Do they, do they seem genuinely excited, um, for your dog to go there? And, uh, you know, is it a high service? Do, do they, do they answer the call when, when you do call and, um, do, do they curate your stay? If you ask for pictures, will they send you pictures? Things like that, um, are very kind of easy to tell pretty quickly, um, when you walk into a facility, you can tell how it's run. And, and lastly, trust your dog. That's one thing that we always say is like, if your dog kind of is, if you're having to drag your dog into a facility, don't take them back to that facility. <laughs> like it, it, your dog is the customer. And if they're not enjoying it, and it may not be the facility is bad, your dog may not enjoy daycare. So it doesn't always mean that your the facility is bad, but um, do trust your dog and their body language. And, and we like to see, you know, the much the customers that come to the palms their dog is is fighting to get out of the car to go in there and do daycare or board or that kind of thing and the customers can see that yeah you've got an extra high level of um of quality at the palms but the one thing that surprises most people is that you've um you've created something fun also for the owner in that there is now a bar attached can you tell me about that yeah, the genesis of that is I went to a place called Playwash Pint in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's a, it, it's a, we copied this concept. Um, we're, we're, I don't claim to be the original dog park bar owner, but it was that it's called Playwash Pint, the happiest place I've ever been to. Um, dogs are running around, um, you know, so there's plenty of people in there that don't even have a dog. They're just there because they want to be in this fun, happy atmosphere. And then you can also get a beer or wine while you're waiting and hanging out with these dogs. So it's a bar. Uh, you, get, you, can, you can socialize while your dog socializes. So you can kill two birds with one stone. And I will, became obsessed with the idea of bringing something like that to Alabama, where I'm from. You know, I grew up in Tuscaloosa, um, live in Birmingham now. But I wanted to bring something like that to Alabama because at the time it didn't have anything. And so the, the idea is it's the safest dog park you've ever been to. And it's not like, wait, you have alcohol and it's the safest dog park. Let me explain. First off, we're very strict on vaccine requirements. You have to show us your current vaccine requirements for your dog to enter. We have spay neuter requirements. If they're over eight months old, they have to be spayed or neutered to go in. And then lastly, we don't allow children under the age of, or under the height of four and a half feet to come in. And so we are very strict on these rules and uh, that the rules are the reason that a lot of people come to us. They've been to another dog park and they've had a bad experience where there's, there's, there's no regulations. Any dog can come in. Um, and so a lot of people, it's, they've never experienced anything like it. They like that there are what we call bark rangers who are there to police the park, kind of like a lifeguard. And if a dog is continuously causing trouble, we will ask that dog to leave. And so it's a it's just an elevated experience of a dog park. And yeah, you can get a beer, wine or seltzer uh, while you're hanging out with your dog. So it's a lot of fun in that regard. Uh, 
as well. Well, can you tell us about any misconceptions there there are about your um, industry? Yeah, I think on the, you know, I guess I do go back to on the pet resort side, which is kind of the main, that's our main bread and butter. The bar is fun. Good dog's a lot of fun, but the, the, the main idea is the typical pet resort is not nice enough for many customers to get excited about going there. They dread boarding their dog and going on vacation. And we really do. And there's a reason for that. They, their dog may come home and they smell like urine or things like that. Like I've, we've heard it all. Um, but the, the overall quality is improving. And so Rather than, oh, I've got to go out of town. Either I've got to, I've got to find a friend or a family member I can take my dog to. I do think the industry is improving because folks like us, um, there are other uh, professionals that are entering the, entering the industry. And I, so I do think there was a misconception for a long time of, oh, I really don't want to leave my dog somewhere. Um, the, the typical operator does, does a poor job. I think that's incorrect now. And I think we're not the only ones, but there are folks out there that are just doing a better job. Um, as far as other common misconceptions, I think, I, I think just the idea that you can't have a premium provider and, and, and there's no such thing as a four-star hotel for your dog. I think that's incorrect for a long time. It generally was true. Uh, particularly if you board your dog at a vet, um, most vets are good at medicine, but they're not good at the boarding side. It's just not what they do well. Some are, so I'm not speaking for all vets, but that's just not what they focus on, their medicine focused. And so you've seen a lot of pet resorts kind of enter the market because folks have had a bad experience boarding their dog at a vet. Um, and so I, I think to sum it up, the misconception is I dread boarding my dog because there's not a nice place to take them. And fortunately there are some folks moving in and there are some premium pet resorts outside of us um, that are, that are entering the market and it, and it should be a safe place where you trust your dog. So you're at the beach, you're getting pictures of your dog while you're at the beach on vacation. To me, that's just how it should be. Um, and, and as a customer, and if you're paying 40, $50 a night, like you, you should get that. And, and you really miss your dog. And we don't even ask you, we'll just send you pictures of your dog having a good time when they're staying with us. And it really is a, it can be a vacation for your dog while you're on vacation, as opposed to, um, you know, really dreading that experience while you're on vacation. The whole time you're anxious about how your dog's doing. We like to relieve that stress. Well, your Facebook has a lot of photos of some really happy dogs. Yeah, that, <laughs> yes, that that's the best part. And and you you didn't ask, but one of my favorite things about that I didn't anticipate at the park. Um, so this is good dog bar and dog park. Is you know we've just gone through COVID. Um, a lot of people adopted dogs during COVID, and those dogs because of COVID weren't able to socialize well. The parents weren't socializing, so the dogs weren't socializing. And so we've had so many customers come in. They're so anxious. They have not socialized their dog in three years. They bought them during COVID. And so they're very anxious. And you do kind of have to jump. Like at some point, the dog just has to play and all the dogs come in. And 95% of the time, that dog does really well. They may start slow and it may take an hour where they're just kind of cowering under their owner. But they because we have so much space at our dog park, it's 
It's 16,000 square feet of turf fenced in area. They have a lot of room to kind of slowly step out and get, get comfortable um, rather than just going straight into the dog park. And so the smile on the customer's faces and the dog's face after they've been socialized for the first time is, is, is my favorite part of, of this experience. Um, and so that's been an absolute blast. So you, you said smiling dogs and it, it sparked, sparked uh, one of my favorite reasons for a smile, which is a, a customer walking out with a big, you know, after first socializing their dog after COVID. Yeah, that's a it's a wonderful thing. It's not something you anticipate going into boarding that your dog's going to come out less stressed than it went in. Um, right. So, so that's key. Can you um, let's change the subject a little bit to you and talk about what you do for fun when you're not um, running a really fun dog park? Yeah. Um. Gosh. I honestly, uh, kind of the entrepreneurial journey journey. I, I have not been doing a whole lot other than work the last few years. Um, but what I like to do for fun, I've got a daughter on the way and um, my wife and I uh, love to go skiing. Uh, that's obviously very rare, but um, that's our favorite thing to do together. As far as doing stuff around town, we have a nine month old um, golden retriever and named Jumby. And we love to walk him and just hang out with family and um, honestly, that's, I'm pretty boring lately. If it's, if I'm not working or hanging out with family, that's about it. Um, but, but I enjoy it. And I, I do view work as, as really fun. It, there are hard parts, but, um, the autonomy of being able to kind of be your own boss is something that's, that's a lot of fun. And, and so it is nice to be able to call work, uh, fun. Well, what's the one thing you wish our listeners knew about your business? Um, that we offer grooming. We have some really good groomers, um, Claire and Jennifer. Uh, they're, they're wonderful, um, that we really do treat it like family. And you can tell that when you come in, um, we recently did, uh, a Google launched, uh, kind of a software that helps with Google reviews. And we had, uh, we had, we, right now we have 47 five-star reviews out of 47 reviews. Um, and a lot, and I read all, every one of them, and they all talk about our staff and how friendly they are. And that really does, that's part of our culture is we, every, every employee gets to bring their own dog to work if their dog is comfortable socializing. Um, and so we're taking care of employees' dogs as our own. And so I think that really generates a, a positive culture and a family uh, environment because it is family. We're taking care of each other's family. Um, and so it, it's fun to read those reviews because the, every customer is just so compliments our staff and the facility. And so um, I, I guess that that's what I would want people to know is that you really can, you can, you can have that type of culture and, and it be successful. There's no reason not to employ a, a humanistic type culture where we do treat people as family, particularly in this type of industry where we, we are taking care of each other's children. Um, they met, you know, four-legged children, but um, kids nonetheless. So that, that's been a lot of fun. That's wonderful. Hey, Clint, well, um, tell me how can people learn more about um, the palms and about, yeah. you know, the, um, the good dog barn park? 
Yeah, so uh, our websites uh, are palms, P-A-W-M-S.com, and you can you can click. We've got pictures of our staff in, in Tuscaloosa. We have locations in other cities, but you can see uh, a 360-degree tour of Tuscaloosa by clicking that. It's a great way to see the facility without having to come in and see it uh, yourself. And then gooddogpark.org is the, is the park side. Um, why is it .org? 1% one, 1 of all good dog sales go to um, Metro Animal uh, Center and then Humane Society of West Alabama. We, we always want to support uh, local charities that are animal related. And those folks at TMAS are wonderful. Um, and so I do like to mention that because you are giving back, you are helping out when you when you would go to good dog. Um, but those are the best way and you, you need to follow us on Instagram. If you don't, if you don't like pictures of dogs, of smiling dogs, then, then you're unlike most, most others, but it's good dog underscore Tuscaloosa on Instagram. And then um, palms underscore, I believe it's palms underscore Tuscaloosa. You could Google palms Tuscaloosa Instagram and it would come up, but those are the best ways. Instagram page and Facebook links to that as well are, are just the best ways to, to see um, fun pictures of dogs. And if your dog is staying with us, they'll be on the Instagram. So that's, that's fun too. That's right. And it's Tuscaloosa Palms, P-A-W-M-S. So um, Google them, look them up on Instagram. Clint, it's been great having you in the studio. Yeah. Thanks, Patricia. This has been fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Northport. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpnorthport.com. That's gnpnorthport.com. Or call 205-809-4910.